Welcome to JA's Recipe for Success video and podcast show. This show was created to inspire our audience and the students we serve through the stories and journeys of leaders and entrepreneurs. I have learned so much from these interviews and these conversations, and I hope you have too. This month is a special month for junior achievement. Entrepreneurship is one of the core three pillars of our mission, and it is a core focus of our work. We're thrilled to celebrate National Entrepreneurship Month. You know, this is a time to celebrate the successes, contributions, courage, and innovation of entrepreneurs. It's also a time to encourage and support entrepreneurship education for our youth. They are the future of our economy. And this month, we have featured seasoned entrepreneurs and young JA entrepreneurs who have now gone on to start their own entrepreneurial journey. So we're so proud of them. This next part, two-part series uh, today that we'll start this morning features women entrepreneurs. So this one is near and dear to my heart. A couple of interesting facts. In the last 20 years, the number of women-owned businesses in the United States has increased by 114%, and it continues to grow by 4% of, the, of year each year. Women entrepreneurs own over 10 million businesses in the United States. And did you know that women and businesses, women-owned businesses, employ over whoop, 10 million people and their businesses account for over 2.5 trillion in sales? I don't know about you, but us girls rock. That's all I can say. Uh, and we are just getting um, louder and more prevalent in the world of entrepreneurship, and I'd love it. Those are some pretty amazing uh, facts, I think, and they speak of the amazing work uh, and and just awesome women that we have today on our show. So let me please begin by welcoming our guest. Our first guest is Vicki Garcia, who is the COO and co-owner of Cruise Planners. Good morning, Vicki. Good morning, how are you, Lori? Great, I cannot wait to have a great conversation with you uh, and, and hear about your business. Uh, and I think everyone is, is wondering how you guys are doing. Thank you. Uh, Second guest is Lynn Clark, President and CEO of Tiny Town Cookies. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning. Thank you so much for inviting me to be part of this special podcast. Well, love having you. And by the way, I mean, I just who else sends me a jar of cookies? And we'll talk about those later. But thank you for that kind gift and sweet gift. And then third is someone that I've known for quite a long time and is a pillar of this community, and that is Chris Madsen, founder and president of Mad for Marketing, an integrated marketing and advertising agency. Good morning, my friend, Chris. Good morning, Laurie. It's wonderful to be here with you and Lynn and Vicki. Great, great opportunity. Thank you. Well, thanks. And I'm so glad we have this opportunity to celebrate women entrepreneurs because you've heard those, uh, those statistics. I think we are really moving up in the world. Uh, of entrepreneurship. So, but I want to start with 
how you all caught the entrepreneurship bug, right? Christine, uh, Chris, you've been in this for a long time. Um, and so I, I don't want to age you with that long time. I know you started really, really young. So tell us a little bit about how and when you caught the entrepreneurial bug. Okay, and you're right. It's been a long time um, and an interesting, uh, interesting process. Uh, I've owned my agency since '92, so that's 28 years. Um, wow. And prior to that, this community, um, I was in bank marketing, and I was uh, I worked for a printing and design firm. While working at, in bank marketing, uh, the, the banks kept getting bought and sold and merged, and I wound up getting pushed aside and added to a 36 person department. And, and then when I worked for the, I moved and, and worked for a printing and design firm, the owners, um, frankly, ran the company into deep debt after 10 years of working with them. And that's when I kind of looked at myself and said, um, you need to take your life into your own hands and, and take your destiny into your own hands. Went through a divorce, by the way, at the same time. So uh, I began mad for marketing uh, 28 years ago, uh, just mainly wanting to take destiny into my own hands. And by the way, if I may add very quickly, Laurie, your point about the numbers and women and women entrepreneurs and businesses, our company actually has focused over the years on marketing to women because we right. understand the value of how those are the people that are buying. Those are the ones that are making the, the, the decisions about everything from healthcare to banking. So uh, we, we have a real focus on that because of that. So glad you Yeah, I know that. your team is predominantly women. So you understand that market, right? You can relate to that market. And I think that's, you can bring so much value to them as well. So I love that story. And, and you know, I think as women, sometimes, you know, we, if we're going to make one big change, we might as well make them all right at the same time. So I love the way you think, Chris. Um, and, you know, Vicki, for you, too, I'm curious, how how did you catch you know, the bug? Um, mine was pretty easy in the sense that I was born into it. Um, <laughs> literally, my, my parents always owned their own companies. They were in insurance and accounting, which I hated both of those fields. Um, but I was born into it and I worked for them for, before I was legally able to work. Um, and then hated insurance and accounting. Like it's just not fun. I like fun stuff, hence why I'm now in travel. Uh, so one day during lunch, I literally ran away from the office to go to lunch and I was legally able to work at that point and drove over to a cruise line and applied to work and drove over to another one and applied for a job. And they called me back the next day and my mother goes, uh, XYZ Cruise Line is on the phone for you. What's that all about? And I went, uh, I'll tell you about it later. And I had an interview and I was hired a few weeks later. And hence my career uh, in travel started in the, in the 80s. But um, I went back to being an entrepreneur again and just by investing in this company. And um, here we go. Here we go. We, we own a company that has 135 employees in Coral Springs and over 2,500 franchisees all over the country. So... Awesome. Awesome work. I love hearing these stories. You know, Lynn, you, I, I think, if I remember correctly, were in nonprofit healthcare. How did you end up making cookies? I know, right? <laughs> well, I, so I was uh, marketing and physician relations at Broward Health and living in South Florida. I have a daughter and son-in-law and a new um, grandbaby in England. 
and a son with a new wife from um, Norway, and he lives in LA. So everybody in my family tra was traveling into New York airports, and my family um, also lives in New York. So in an effort to be closer to family and family gatherings, I decided to change things up. And so while I haven't been an entrepreneur for 30 years, I've been baking these particular cookies for 30 years. I have, um, I tweaked a recipe years ago and I always thought it was a great idea, especially when my kids came home from, pre, um, from elementary school telling me that parents were trying to buy their teacher gifts <laughs> from them as they were delivering them. And so over the years, my friends, family, coworkers, um, different people have approached me about buying cookies and kind of on the side while I was working, I was making cookies. And so when I decided to do this, uh, make this change, I decided to give it a shot. It's a fun, creative business and it's only th a little over three years old. So it's still basically a startup, but um, it's been really great. I love it. Taking a passion, right? And turning it into a business. And I think so often that's how businesses start. You know, I think, um, and I'm going to throw this out to, to any one of you. Um, and so Lynn, you know, and for you and, and Chris, same thing with you. There are so many companies right, who do what you do. Right. And, and Vicki, I think, I'm not sure in the cruise industry, uh, but I mean, there's a lot of cruise lines, right? How do you how do you help your company or your service or product stand out from the rest, right? I look at LinkedIn, I look at social media these days, right? How does one thing stand out from, from the rest? So I'm curious to hear maybe something that, um, you know, you've done over the years that got your business to where you are because you, you figured out how to make it stand out. Uh, I'll, I'll go first. Um, so cookies were invented in the seventh century. They've been around forever. And from as far as I'm concerned, I'm glad that there are lots of cookies because I think it just expands the market. People love cookies. It's classic. They're never going away. It's not a fad. So there's a stability in having a product that is well loved. And so this is a different version. I have exceptional um, customer service, which is really important to me. And also I do some other things like I'll co-brand, I'll design packaging for clients. Um, actually, I have some examples. I did a, a book signing for um, a, a gentleman who um, wrote this book, Vintage Living. So I designed a box that was a book, his book for, and had the cookies in it. Awesome. And then I wrote for packaging. I love it. Yeah. So this is kind of how I get to use my creativity and bake at the same time. This is one of the, um, for a realtor, it's a building in town. This is actually the realtor's building. So we package cookies in that. Um, so I think that basically I can do a small batch or something really unique. And I think that is, is special. Yeah, I love that. That's great. How, Vicki, how about in your business? So we're a travel agency. We represent all the major cruise lines um, and travel companies, you know, land companies like Sandals, et cetera. Um, to, to us, it's, it's, we believe in our culture and, and defining that culture in the company so that it's not just me or our marketing team putting something out there. It's as a company, we all wear the brand. We are the brand. Our signature color is green. If you couldn't tell from my 
Klaus. Um, but uh, so that's a, that's a huge part of differentiation. We get that asked all the time is, well, what makes you different? And everyone walks into our office and goes, oh, I get it. You know, we just won uh, coolest uh, workplaces because it's really cool. It's like a Google office, but we're not nearly the size of Google. Um, but we've made it a fun place to work and looks really cool. And we identify with our brand and we, everyone identifies with our brand. So that's been a big differentiator for us. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, culture, service. Um, and Chris, I'm sure uh, for you, what, I mean, what makes you stand out? What makes, what do we lose Chris? What makes uh, Matt for marketing? I don't know if she can, we just lost her for a second there. So while, while I think Chris is working on that, um, so, you know, I think sometimes we get really comfortable, right, in a certain place in our career, in our life, uh, and sometimes stepping out of that comfort zone, right, can be really frightening. And so I've always believed that when I take the jump and I get out of being comfortable, as scary as it is, it tends to be the most rewarding Right. And and most productive things that have happened in my life have happened during those times. Share a time maybe when when you pushed yourself out of the comfort zone. Right. I mean, Lynn, you said you you left corporate and doing what you do and, and just decided to, to work from your home and do that. I don't know if there was a discomfort to that. Oh. <laughs> I think quite a bit of discomfort, as a matter of fact. Uh, but I do think. I think, you know, three things can happen. You can fail wildly, in which case you've learned something. You can um, succeed and keep building on that success. Or maybe you'll get an outcome that you're not expecting. And then there's a silver lining because you'll, it'll springboard to something else. So I think that um, definitely stepping out of my comfort zone, I think the biggest one was making this leap. But I have had such great feedback and really, truly so much support and uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's worth, like you said, I, it's very gratifying and rewarding to me. Good. So, I, so love, far, I so love hearing that. Love hearing Vicki, how about you? I mean, there, you switched from one, you know, industry to another industry and I'm sure along the way there were decisions that you or your company had to make that were uncomfortable, right? Yeah, Sim similar to, to Lynn. I mean, I left corporate America. I left working for you know Fortune 500 company. Uh, I worked for Royal Caribbean and Norwegian Cruise Lines. So, and then went to Cruise Planners, which no one knew who it was. Back then we were you know 30 employees. Um, and now we're a team of over 130 with 2,500 franchisees. But I'm, I'm a bit of a risk taker um, on, you know, if you couldn't tell from my previous story, um, but also, you know, investing in the company uh, roughly 12 years ago into cruise planners, it was rubbing every nickel we had and saying, yes, I want to be part owner. They were looking to, for investors. And I said, I, I want to own this company. So I invested with the, the co-founder of the company uh, and it was on a, you know, wing and a prayer. And here we are, here I am 12 years later. I've been there 16 years. The company's been around 26 years. Um, we're going through a rough year right now with obviously everything going on and we're in travel. But guess what? We're doing, we're, we're going to get through this. And and as we talked about earlier, Lori, is, it, optimism is there. Travel will come back. And this pandemic is just a thorn in our side for right now. And, and travel will come back. But it's now sticking through it is a hard thing. It shows you what you're made of, right, to get through this stuff. 
Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm curious. I, I think I, I really, and I'm sure other people are interested too. You know, everybody's talking about pivoting, right? Mm -hmm. um, these times, you know, Lynn, you're fortunate that we companies are still going to need gifts and, and right. people still want to send things. And this element of surprise and sending things to people's home has become very, very popular, right? Yes. So I think for your business, I would think that it actually, during COVID, you've actually seen it uptick, right? Absolutely. Vicki, for you, how have you pivoted, right? This is a tough, that's a tough industry to pivot. Yeah, we, we definitely have done a lot of that, even though we make fun of the word now, pivot and new normal and all those words, right? Um, but we have had to pivot. We're selling different products. I mean, we had never in our lives uh, promoted RV travel. And now we promote some RV travel because people are buying RVs and traveling on their RVs or whatever. Um, not that that's our biggest thing, but we found out what can people go to now. Mexico still is, is a really great place to go and people are going like crazy. So we're selling a lot of Mexico and Punta Cana and places that are, you're able to travel to. Because guess what? People still want to travel. Whatever you see in the news, people still want to go and, and they're pent up. Whenever yeah. we put out a virtual event, like something like this even, people could flock to it because they can't go anywhere else. So may as well watch it on my computer or whatever. So we've changed our marketing to be a lot more virtual and electronic so that they can actually see what a cruise ship is and they can virtually experience that trip uh, without necessarily taking it now. So interestingly enough, our travel sales for next year are doing quite well because people are saying, well, if I can't go this year, I'm booking it for next year. <laughs> That's so good to hear. I mean, that really that really gives me some hope um, that that things will 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 eventually, at least hopefully sooner than we think, return to whatever that new normal is going to be. And you're right. Pivot has become one of the new words in our vocabulary. Chris, we lost you there for a minute, but curious as you've gone through these, you know, so many years, a couple of decades and a half of, of business. Right. I'm sure there were probably times when you felt uncertain or worried about, you know, a direction or a decision. You know, how did you deal with that and figuring out whether you made the right move or not? Oh, we're losing her. Can we hear you? Technology is really. Yeah, my technology is biting me. I'm sorry. That's okay. You can answer though. We can hear you. I, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I, okay. I great. Um, the, uh, I would say that the major. No, I take that back. We can't major, hear you. Um, time when, when I can relate. Okay. No. Never yeah, mind. we can't hear you. <laughs> um, so I think, you know, one of the things that I am so guilty of as a woman, as, as a person, I don't want to, I don't want to put myself in just that bucket. Cause I think that there are men who go through some of the same things we go through. I always think I can do it all. Right. Um, you know, and as Chris said before she started, she started her own business, got divorced, right. We can handle anything and we can fix anything as women, because I think that's just part of how we're, we're born and how we're wired. Um, you know, 
but I'm starting to learn some new lessons as I get older. Talk a little bit about that, Victoria Lynn and 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 Chris. There she is. She's back. Um, talk a little bit about you know. Did you go through that thinking that you had to be you know you had to fix everything, you could do everything, um, and how did that work for you? Because I know for me it didn't always work very well. I who are you talking? I, I, Whoever wants to jump oh. in. Well, I'm exactly like you. I think I can absolutely do everything and I should, and it's hard to ask for help. However, I'm like you, I'm rethinking this because I think for the next generation, like from advice I would give to my daughter and my nieces would be to flip it around and think of it from a different perspective. If you apply the principles of philanthropy to asking for help, you're giving people the gift of giving. And so you're letting people help you, which makes them feel good and happy. They get to use their skills and talents. And also then you're building a supportive network of people who have a vested interest in you succeeding. And I think that's something that I've, it's been hard for me to learn, but that I work on and I've struggled with, but I do think that it's important to let people use their talent, their talent and their time to, to help you because we all need it. Yeah. Oh, and I think you're so right about the next generation. Mm -hmm. If I my daughter anything, right, or the young girls that we serve through our programs, it would be, you know, ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Uh, Chris or, or Vicki? Go ahead, Vicki. Um, I, I love the way you put that, Lynn. That was great. And I'm a firm believer in philanthropy as well, so I, I love that. Um, someone shared a, a quote recently and it says, true queens love fix each it. other's crowns. Yes. And, and it's so true. We've got to support each other as, as women, um, as colleagues, et cetera. We just need to kind of lift each other up and get through this. Um, we've done that. I mean, our, our company is majority women led um, company. The ownership is majority women owned. Um, we just got to support each other and, and be strong and, and don't worry about failures. Um, I think, you know, I, I believe if you're gonna fail, fail quick and just re re recuperate from it and move on, take it as a learned lesson and dust it off and keep moving. Yeah, so true. Chris, thank you. I'm so glad it looks like you got your technology fixed. Well, I have a laptop, uh, thanks to Laura set up. So yes, I'm back, I hope. Good, 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 good. How about you, Chris? I mean, I was saying that you, you said you started a business, you got divorced, you did all of that at one time. You know, how did you get through that? Did you ask for help? Did you? Undoubtedly. I think, I think the first thing that I had to uh, uh, absorb and become aware of is that I could not possibly do all the things, especially in the advertising business, you know, do all the things that need to be done um, in that industry. I can't know all of it. Um, so, I reached out immediately to find the talent to surround me. Um, and and uh, the agency actually went through quite an evolution over the past uh, 28 years, as you can imagine. It went from starting with three uh, women uh, to evolving into at one point 25 employees uh, um, handling huge accounts uh, to now being kind of a lean and mean strategy team, if you, if you, if you know. Um, 
and, and going from doing marketing communications to being a full service agency with television and radio to now uh, incorporating all the digital aspects that we had to. So it's a, it's a learning process. And all of that was because of good people right. uh, who knew that that particular area, uh, you know, in, as a resource. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's sometimes it's streaming. Um, and, you know, I've learned over the years, it's been a hard lesson for me about asking for help. For me, it always felt like if I was strong, I could do it on my own, right? And so as we get older, I think that's a good lesson for us to learn. You know, we're gonna take a break because we are going to end this first part of our segment, uh, but I'm gonna leave you with one question before, and when we come back, we'll, we'll lead with this question. What is your secret superpower? And so thanks everyone for watching part one. We will be back and we will join uh, our guests and find out about their secret power. Thanks for watching.